Well, the American Farm Bureau in D.C. and state chapters all across the country have been leading the effort against the Biden EPA's new WOTUS rule. You heard me talking about it at length. As a refresher, the EPA did listening sessions all across the country back at the end of last year. And county Farm Bureau members from most, I think, every state commented online during the comment period. But as I suspected, and this is my opinion now, the EPA was just shining us on and essentially ignored all the input and just plot ahead by first totally eliminating the Trump WOTUS rule, which by all rights, it pretty much fixed most of what was wrong with the Obama rule, made it at least more manageable for farmers and ranchers, and they implemented the Biden rule that is mostly a carbon copy of the Obama rule, even with a pending Supreme Court ruling that will likely clarify the core issue of any waters of the U.S. rule that might come. We can be pretty proud of our Indiana State Farm Bureau because they have been an active participant in the battle to get a more workable rule. And Indiana Farm Bureau President Randy Crone joins us this morning to tell us the good news. Randy, give us the background on the Indiana court case, how it got started, and the final court decision that was handed down this week. Thank you, Rob. Great to be here. And I think, you know, this started with the Obama administration changing the WOTUS rule, then Trump changed it, and then now we've got the Biden rule. So it's kind of been a roller coaster over multiple years. And really, it comes down to how you define navigable waters. Right. You know, everybody's trying to define it different. And I I found it interesting in this last ruling out of North Dakota, which enjoined Indiana was part of it. And actually, now there's 26 states that are part of these rulings. Wow. And the judge said it's not understandable and its boundaries are unlimited. And I think that's what most farmers around the state would say, you got to have some rules that we can understand and interpret, and farmers want to do the right thing, but they have to be reasonable and use common sense. And these new rules have not been there. Indiana Farm Bureau's been a part of these cases, and, you know, a part of the one at the Supreme Court was Sackett. And, you know, we're hoping here, June, July, we get a ruling, and hopefully they give a ruling that's favorable and helps define the navigable waters because, you know, they expand it and it's the connection. How far back does navigable waters go? Does it go to your yard and my yard? Where does it stop at? These administrations have been trying to broaden the scope of that tremendously. Now, I reported this week on the Montana case and like the Indiana case that you just suggested that it also affects 24 states. Explain to us how how that works, because does the Montana case and the Indiana case, they're fairly similar? The one we were a part of was with North Dakota, so they ruled, but now there is a total of 26 states. The basis of all those were about the same. It's not understandable. It's not enforceable. And it's back to personal judgment of how they determine what is navigable waters. And I think in the court ruling, they said, you know, they use the word relatively permanent standard. Well, tell me what that means, because (laughs) that tells me it's up to somebody's opinion of what they think. And, you know, history has showed us they rule it's in as a wetland and navigable waters more than out. So it just makes it impossible. And, you know, I think about our Hoosier farmers and we're trying to take care of our land and, you know, we want to do some drainage projects 
And we don't know what's legal and what's not when the rules change every few years. That's where I was going to go next, because, yes, as you mentioned, the core issue is what they called a significant nexus, which was a random term that we had to kind of work our way through trying to figure out what that was during the Obama administration. But I think even more so than that, uh, you also mentioned uh, one of the most important parts of this, and that is we need to be able to understand that. Now, you've stated a better rewrite of the rule is needed so farmers are able to operate without fear of retribution. And then two, in conversations you and I have had off the record, we need a rule that we can adhere to that doesn't take a whole army of attorneys to figure out. Absolutely. And trying to interpret this, and that's what the court basically said. I think it was a 45-page ruling, so it was pretty lengthy. But you're right. We shouldn't have to hire a team of lawyers and soil scientists just to do some drainage projects, just to try to improve our farms. And, you know, farmers want to do the right thing. And I think their history shows they do. And they have right now, you don't know what's allowed and what's not. And it's just unfortunate that we have to go to the courts to try to get clarification. Now, you know, it seems probably to a lot of people, certainly for my listeners, that this is all about farmers and ranchers. But this is not just about farmers and ranchers. And I've stated this before. This affects a whole host of businesses as well as towns and cities. Absolutely. I mean, it's broad reaching. And, you know, I think the last I heard, like under the Obama interpretation of significant nexus, I think it covered 98% of this country. So it pretty well covers everybody. And if you're wanting to develop any ground, you know, developers, uh, subdivisions, anything, it will have huge impacts on each and every one of us. Final question for you, and that is, where does it go from here? What's what, what's the next step for all of these state court rulings that have affected 24 other states and now a total of 26? What's next step? We're hoping that we'll get a ruling on the Sackett case, which has been argued before the U.S. Supreme Court. And we're hoping that that will give some clarification. Now, we'll wait and see what happens. But like I said earlier, it comes down to navigable waters and how you define it and how far reach does that have. And we're keeping our fingers crossed. We hope the Sackett case will define it. If not, We'll probably be back continuing on with some of these lawsuits. And unfortunately, we got a lot of other things we need to be doing, but we're (laughs) going to fight this battle as long as we have to. Well, it's been top of the priority list. I think you'll agree. Randy Crone, Indiana Farm Bureau President, I thank you publicly for continuing to give me the time and to stay in touch on this issue. It is so critically important to our farmers and ranchers. Well, we appreciate your time. It's great talking to you. And these are very important issues to our Hoosier farmers. Podcasts by Federated Media.